Hey, if you're shopping for back to school, do it through our Amazon store. That is shop.bradandbrit.com. It does not change the price of the stuff you're buying, and it helps us out. Our Amazon store is shop.bradandbrit.com. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. This is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here. Thank you. As uh, we begin today, we learn a rock and roll icon has uh, left the premises. Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, a guy who was so lame he couldn't get another job for sixty years. He just Jeez. he couldn't leave. he couldn't get another gig. He was stuck. Try to branch out. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. No, that's uh, is that a record? That's got to be the record for a drummer, uh, right? It's got to be. It's not easy. I mean, and, and they also had the rock, the the record when Dusty Hill from ZZ Top um, died. That that band had the same lineup for more than fifty years. ZZ Top did, and that had to be some sort of record. So, yeah, oh sure. The, uh, we're losing all of these people. Charlie Watts. I mean, I don't know much about drumming. I know the spectacular ones, like your John Bonhams that beat the shit out of stuff among the drummers who really know what they're doing. They always thought Charlie Watts was amazing because he, you know, he did, he just did incredible stuff. Wasn't incredibly showy about it and was just really good. So Godspeed, Mr. Watts. I, I, I shouldn't do this, but the, I, I thought of the uh, interview segment in spinal tap where they asked about the drummer and didn't they just say he exploded? Well, Wasn't that what happened to one of the drummers? They lost, <laughs> just, he they, just exploded. <laughs> they lost a series of drummers, including one who choked on vomit, but it wasn't his own, <laughs> which is one of my favorites. <laughs> 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 oh, I got to go back and watch that movie, but you know, mm. Charlie, and they were they're you know they're going they're on tour. So now, how do you how do you possibly like? I mean, of course, they can get anybody they want to. Anybody in the world will want to replace the man. But if you're, you know, if you're a drummer, how do you be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be the Charlie Watts guy. I'll replace the guy that was there for 60 years. No problem. That, that's got to be kind of daunting, I would think. Well, it's, a, it's simple. You're, you're obviously not a very modern person. If you go to Indeed.com, uh, <laughs> every job search site is right there for you, and, and you will see. And, and within within a couple of hours, I'm sure they will get some really, really uh, monster qualified candidate yeah i i, I hope they you know one of my favorite drummers is the guy from pearl jam his name is matt cameron he's a young whippersnapper of only about 50 or 52 so he should just go out there and just be able to to rock and roll with those guys and fit in very nicely i would think if they well, want you, you, you know obviously there's a there's this top tier of of people that can yeah that can can step in and uh in this particular case there's not one of these top tier drummers who doesn't have in their head every, every hit song, every song by the Stones. So if uh, uh, don't worry. This is one of these cases where I don't think we have to be too concerned that they'll be able to find someone. I'm not, not really, of all the things in the world, we're not going to worry about and, and let's put it this way. They will handle it a lot better than what happened after the death of Alex Trebek. Okay, it will do much better. Okay, <laughs> I guarantee you it will go more smoothly. Uh, that's that's my final word. You know, there's this young kid, this Richard Starkey guy. I kind of feel like he would be if they would just get if they could call him. And I don't know if they know his, his agent or anything, but I feel like that guy. I think he could do an okay job for him. 
he's but he's he's 80 also well you can't get ringo you can't get ringo well he's fantastic get him out there get him on that right. uh left-handed drummer with a right-handed kit for once in his life get him a left-handed kit for god's sake to see what that guy can do all right by the way, speaking of uh speaking of problems um i i, I really do think a major when they rolled out the name the the uh, brand name of uh pfizer's vaccine it just sucks it just plain <laughs> sucks <laughs> it does uh first of all when you look at it you have to slow down and and pronounce it slowly because it it doesn't match up with anything you've ever seen Comernity, Comernati, right? So that's bad. By the way, it's like I'm not going to name my street, okay? But the yeah. street I live on has that yeah. same problem. It's a okay? little funky. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody ever can understand it when I say it, and then whenever they write it down, they always misspell it, even yeah. if right after I've spelled it to them. So uh, I understand the problem, but you know these these. These companies, they, you know, they, they employ people, comp, uh, corporate consult to to come up with these names. And the way they did this one is to, it, it's unbelievable that they were not thinking. Here's what they said. Ready? <clears throat> they wanted to emphasize COVID immunization and the vaccine's core mRNA technology, and they wanted to encompass community and immunity into the name. So you come up with com. Come here, Nati. Okay. No, <laughs> just no, 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 no. Because I think they had a great chance to uh, name a a drug that's already been accepted by the public. It, you, you understand what I'm saying? Let's not get into. Obviously, it hasn't no. been accepted by everyone. Do the experiment. No, I'm, I'm I want to go back. A, I want to. I want to go back to a wait, radio wait. story. I want to go back to a radio story because you, we were in a conference room one time talking, and you and it was me and you and Alan Handelman. Alan Handelman was talking about his favorite disc jockey growing up was Dan Ingram, the the famous disc jockey, the morning guy on WABC. Afternoons. <laughs> after, I'm sorry, afternoons and. He, as a kid, Alan was able to hang out with him and stuff like that. And you looked at him and you go, if that was your hero, you blew it. <laughs> so you would say to the people at Pfizer, if that was your goal to merge community and whatever the fuck you were doing, you blew it. That was that was wrong. You, you messed up completely. All right. So here are the names apparently that made made the finals. OK, yes. Covuity, C-O-V-U-I-T-Y. <laughs> Covuity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Arnax Covi, capital R N A X, capital C O V I, Arnax Covi, Covi. Which sounds like an anthrax. It's like I'm wait, taking anthrax. Wait, wait, the the next one sounds like a a, a a city outside of Vladivostok out there in Siberia. Cover Cov Covamerna, okay. And the last one was RNX Tract, capital R, capital N, capital X Tract. They were all in the running, and they went with Comernity. They had a chance to name a drug that is already accepted, already being used for a purpose with, at this point, the sole reason to name this drug something other than this is to make it obvious 
easy to remember, right? And helpful to morons who haven't taken it or have been hesitant. So I I started a I started a contest. Here are my entries. Ready? These are I think any of these are better than what they came up. Ready? Anti Delta. Anti Delta. Ready? Okay. Anti Delta. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I get it. All right. How about this one? Ready? Uh, party again. P R P A R T I again. Party again. Party again. Okay. okay. Right. There you go. Here's one. Ready? Trumpentine. Uh, boo. Uh, uh, boo. And, and how about this one? Uh, uh, Fauchitrium. Spelled Fauci. T R I U M. Okay, but anything, anything, but what they came up with because it just, and, and you know what they 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 made the the uh, name of this drug, um, unmemorable, and it didn't follow the radio station call letter rule of memorability, which is you have to have an X, a Q, a Z. or a Z. Yeah, right? <laughs> none of those are in there. I don't know who none came up with that. I don't know what idiot. Some idiot came up with that rule for its station call letters like in 1964. Never, nobody ever but questioned it. It, was like, it has to well, have that in it. But it worked. Ah. it worked. It worked. Oh, yeah, worked. yeah. That's why That's why WZTK is still on the air today, because of that memorable call letter thing. That's, that's the reason, because we had a Z in there. Yeah, because, Britt, exa- what I was saying was if you named your station with one of those, like, that automatically meant yeah. it would be a forever icon station. So you that's proved what... me wrong, you piece of shit, you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, it's not necessarily true of this name, but these these people who name these drugs, they seem to be obsessed with Latin. They always try to make the thing sound Latin, right? All all the drug right. names, and I, I have news for these people and people in the law profession. Latin is a dead language. It's dead. Stop using it. Do something what? else. Do something else entirely. You know, I, I I went to the Google machine earlier today, and uh, there are. Uh, fake name generators for drugs. And oh, there's God. a and really? just, it's page after page after page oh, of boy. names of drugs that do not exist but sound exactly like the ones uh, that you you know and may be taking and have had advertised to you. So they they really had a chance here. They had a lot of time to think about it. <laughs> and, and this is you birthed a piece of shit. But, but they, they, again, I, doesn't this go back to our, our discussion? Because I know everybody listens to every one of these things. On our previous podcast on Monday, we were talking about you know how intelligent and bright the producers of Jeopardy are and how they completely fucked right. up that whole situation. Yeah, is, it's a team full thing. of it's a team full of people. They make a lot of money. They're just the brightest people yeah. who ever lived. They're so much smarter than you, and they completely and then again they have teams of people to come up with names, and they have. Plenty of time. Oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll test this. We'll test this. And they come up with this awful, shitty community, whatever it is, thing what, that they've what, got. What, awful. Right. And what's even worse, when you hear the explanation, they they made up that name to, in order to put into things that would sound good when, it, when uh, in pharmacy school in the future, they teach future pharmacists about drug names. This is what you do. You put in scientific parts of the development of the drug and combine no no you don't you you make it memorable you make it easy easy to remember all right so all right so enough of that enough of that they blew it they just they they just just blew it it. 
They, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. But, but you know what? I guess I assume that uh, Moderna, when they get approval, theirs is going to have a different name, right? And the Johnson and Johnson one will have a different name. So this is only one of three here in the United States that are going to get a a brand name. So uh, right now they're they're over one. Well, if they get two out of three, as you know, in the world of uh, uh, the game, of, uh, not necessarily letter C. If you get two out of three, you win. Or on, or wait, wait, don't tell me. Two out of three, you win. You think? Wait, wait, yeah. don't tell me if this. You know, it's on every weekend on NPR. <laughs> sure, it's pretty obscure. We do need to explain exactly what that is. Oh, That's I have exactly a right. Yeah, Kevin. I have a. Le- I've got a legitimate. Uh, is this too stupid for us to talk about? You ready? This is Fox and Friends. Fox News doc accuses Biden administration of playing politics by using Pfizer approval to distract from Afghanistan. Brad, I'm just going to answer the question. That's too stupid for us to talk about. <laughs> that, that, that really is. That really is kind no, of no. the dumbest thing I, I, I don't think that you could spend <laughs> another six months looking for too stupid to talk about. And find, a and, one. And find one that's, that's worse than that. Because as you know, nobody's um, so, talking about this Afghanistan thing. Everybody's talking about the uh, the Pfizer right. thing, and that's it. Well, that's see, all here, everybody's talking about. Here's the interesting thing, and, and this started uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, any independent look at local newspapers around the country had already uh, shown that the Afghanistan story had been moving off the front page. It was gone. Now, the New York Times, Washington Post, yes, th- they have reporters. They're on it, and, and they're international and national public, and they stayed with it long. But but the, the average newspaper in Dallas or Miami or, or Cleveland, it moved away, all right? But if you look at any local newspaper today, uh, on the front page, if the uh, Pfizer approval story isn't isn't there then school opening as it yeah. relates to the coronavirus is the big story so again that just makes their attempt to pretend that there's some kind of distraction going on is even stupider <laughs> when you, you said it four minutes ago because it's just it's as usual it's factually not true there's mm-hmm. no evidence for it it doesn't make any sense. It would be stupid, and um, that's just that's just the way it is. But but that's what they do, and you do give me the entree. Yes. To to uh, uh, talk a little bit more about what I saw this morning, and I I noted it already. I wrote about All this right. That um, yesterday and into today the approval of the Pfizer vaccine, uh, the name of which I still can't remember right now off the top of my head. Can you remember it right now? Right now. Come, come, I, I don't. Comirnaty. Comirnaty, I think. Exactly. Like right, right. Slow Something. down. <laughs> right, right. It's like Sesame Street. Today. It's it's uh, like Latin for bullshit, I think, is if because I, I looked it up. Right. But it, it is a big deal. And, and uh, the major discussion that I've seen mostly across the board and in in publications and uh, on the internets is does this approval move enough more people to get vaccinated? The people who uh, ignorantly were saying, well, it's not an official drug. It hasn't been approved yet. I'm waiting for that. 
is that going to be enough? And that's been a big discussion point. So what does Fox News do with that story that now the vaccine, which their hosts have been playing footsie with, playing this game, this pretend we actually recommend you get the vaccine and at the same time saying that Anthony Fauci is a liar, that the FDA has has fucked it up, that it doesn't really work, but get it. But we won't tell you if we got it. You know, they're playing this this game of, of triple triangulation bullshit to inject doubt into the whole vaccination program. So what do they do when the FDA finally gives its stamp of approval? You know what they do? They bury the story. They bury the story in what they write about on foxnews.com. And I assume this goes right across the board to what they did on TV. And there are two stories that have appeared in the last 12 to 15 hours about the vaccine in general, and they revolve around Anthony Fauci is a piece of shit. And they lie about what Anthony Fauci said, because Fauci went on CNN on Monday night with Anderson Cooper and misspoke and said that that, uh, we would be back to normal a year from now. Um, you know, in uh, you know, late in, in, in 2022, if everybody got vaccinated to a certain degree and he misspoke, he meant in the spring so, sooner than that. OK, it, it was it was sooner than that. He made he made a mistake. But he lied. Well, right. But uh, exactly. It's fa- <laughs> uh, the, the, the way they they write it. Uh, uh, Fauci. Fauci walks back (laughs) prediction okay walks back prediction of what he said they they make it seem as if that kind of mistake is some kind of intentional and and then way in the story they go oh by the way the uh, fda approved uh the pfizer vaccine okay in other words they buried the headline on purpose they got away from it and then in another story they talk about the fact that uh, Fauci has said, we're getting pretty close to where, God damn it, we're going to have to have vaccine mandates. It's pretty important. Right. We've got to do it. Got to get right. it done. They make that the big story. And way down in there, they go, oh, and by the way, uh, the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine. That's right. what they that, That's what they do. That's what they're doing. And, and because- vaccine mandates have been in order for basically my whole life. In order to go to public school, there were certain right. immunizations kids had to have, et cetera, et, right. et cetera, et cetera. That's been going right. on forever. Right. Uh, again, don't deal in facts here, Britt. You're going to get us in we trouble. We hate that. You're going to get we us We hate that. But, but, but that's that's what they did there, and it, it should be noted. So they are they're doing their best to try to walk back and pretend that they haven't been what they have been and continue to be. And as the evidence piles up and, and, and gets, you know, the, the, the CDC just released, just released a report within the, uh, the last couple of hours. It's official. If you are not vaccinated, you are 29 times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID than 29. people who are 29 times more than Two people nine. who are vaccinated. Right. And, of course, the the uh, the numbers are even greater in terms of the ratio, in terms of what are your chances of dying. They're way greater right. than 29 to 1. Right. Okay. But if so, so as these numbers come out and as you see more people getting the vaccine, and even in, re- remember, in the reddest states in the country, the worst states in the country, for the most part, 
they're pushing 50%, even Florida, over 50% total. And of course, among older people, it's way higher than that because, you know, they were first in line. Um, so Fox is, they're, they're swimming in a smaller pool every day of true believers. And they're wrong and they're lying. And they're trying to undermine the whole program and the whole idea of getting as many people vaccinated as possible under the guise of freedom, 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 which rings more hollow the more your brother or your cousin or a friend of yours or someone you know at work has died. Yeah. And again, the the uh, number of people who know someone who has died, I'll bet they, I haven't seen this statistic for a while, but I'll bet by now with what 630, 640,000 people now dead, it's almost impossible to not know someone either directly or by second or, or, or third generation here that's died from COVID. So at a certain point, that does start to have an effect, maybe hopefully even more than what Dr. Hannity and Dr. Carlson and Dr. Ingram are saying every night and whatever shit is circulating around on Facebook. Just maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel. As long as Joe Biden doesn't keep using that as an excuse to not talk about his failure in Afghanistan. Right. Well, he's covered it up very nicely. Uh, with uh, that. Uh, yeah. The result of what Fox is doing is that they're killing off a lot of Republicans. The story is a little crispy. It's a couple of days old. This guy is named Presley Stutz, and he was a Republican leader in the upstate of South Carolina, and that is the northwest corner, the Clemson corner of South Carolina, <laughs> if you will. And this is another gentleman who had talked about how mask mandates suck and how Dr. Fauci was lying. And he had led an insurrection in the upstate of South Carolina over a bunch of Republican leaders who had not supported Donald John Trump and the big lie. And now he is D-E-A-D, El Muerto, uh, after calling the masks an illusion, saying he was going to go on the ventilator and then come back strong. He will now be decomposing Brad, another Republican gone bye-bye along with Phil Valentine and so many others who just could not believe that COVID would take them out. Well, I I, I, I guess we're past asking the question, you know, what is it going to take? How many people do you have to know? How many public figures have to know? How high up the food chain in in terms of public figures uh, do, do you have to have? Um, what's that, what's that country singer over in Nashville? The guy who is it, uh, who refuses to have anybody come to his concerts now who isn't vaccinated. Who's really, is it Jason, uh, Jason Aldean? I, I, I no, thought that no, maybe not Tim, him, Mag- not him. It starts I thought with that I. maybe Tim McGraw or somebody had made no, that mandate that they want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not sure who it is, but he's, he's bucking the trend. Mm-hmm. He's bucking the trend, by the way, on, on the front of, uh, our sports section in our local paper today, there's a column. Jason uh, Isbell. Jason Isbell is who you're talking about. That's what about. I thought. There you and go. The, yeah. for formerly of the Drive-By Truckers. You may have heard of them. He was with that okay. band for a so, while. Uh, and on the front of our local is, is, a, is a column. It's an AP column. Uh, apparently, NASCAR, if you recall, it was a whole year ago that they were kind of at the forefront of getting people back into the stands. Uh, they separated people. They used social distancing. And then they started to say you needed to be vaccinated to come into the state. But apparently that never applied to drivers or crew members. And now they're stuck. 
they are stuck with Good. apparently about 25% or more of the NASCAR crew unvaccinated. In other words, standing up for freedom. And they don't know what to do. Mm. They don't know what to do. I think uh, that I may have uh, another too stupid for us to talk about. Fox News highlighting this off. NASCAR star says asking about vaccinations. Well, hello. Like asking about vasectomies. Uh, first of all, I disagree with the concept. There is no one in NASCAR who is a star these days, but I digress. This would be uh, Mr. <laughs> Thank you. This would be Mr. Joey Logano. Uh, apparently, Mr. Uh, he says watching the races where he goes with this week, canceled three public appearances. He also went a step further to get vaccinated. Uh, and so now there, he's saying, this is funny. It's I, the guy, I want to get this right. The way they wrote this story is terrible. Eric Amarola says, that's like asking me if you've had a vasectomy, according to Eric Amarola. I, and I'm going to tell you this, to an extent, I agree. If Eric Amarola is that stupid, I don't want him spreading his sperm around and impregnating people and creating little Eric Amarolas. So I would like to know if he's been if he's had a vasectomy or not. So yes, I, I, I sort of agree with him. If you're that dumb and you want to spread the virus that is your stupidity and your ignorance around... Yeah, maybe we should start asking questions about vasectomies. But otherwise, that is too dumb for us to talk about. Right. So so what you're saying, if I can retranslate for myself here, is that the very fact that he asked that is proof that he should have one mm -hmm. and, and, and should not be allowed. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, if, if you want an analogy on something that, people never ask someone directly about because it's so personal to them. I doubt that uh, you've ever asked any woman you've ever dated, have you had an abortion? Okay. Yeah. It's a very personal, private thing. Yeah. The difference between that, however, and have you been vaccinated is that this is a communicable disease that could kill other people and be spread around. Uh, even in the case of abortion, which is a personal decision, the abortion is not contagious. So it's a horrible, horrible analogy, and it really doesn't stand up. But the people who think that there's some privacy uh, component to uh, getting vaccinated they're so far off. They're they're completely at the opposite end of have you had an abortion? Because number one, it is a public matter, and and number two, there there could not be a less invasive medical quote unquote procedure than getting a shot in your arm. Yeah, it, it just couldn't. Yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm pretty sure there will be no vaccination equivalent to Roe versus Wade that no. goes to the Supreme Court. No. Okay. No. Do you do people even have a right to an abortion? Well, uh, do they have a right to uh, do have a vaccination? Well, after nine weeks, not, it's so stupid. It's, that one, by the way, that is too stupid to talk about. It's too dumb. Too dumb. I, too dumb. I do want to clean something up because in the cursory reading of this, I may have impugned Joey Logano, and he has a really good quote in here. He says, there's one thing I learned when we won the championship. It affects so many people's lives with bonuses and other stuff. So if I get COVID, 
and miss the race that I'm taking away food from other people's families. So Joey Logano is the rare guy in NASCAR who actually gets it, and he should be saluted for that. Oh, so he and I, so he he is vaccinated, and you just you just crisscrossed it up. I yes, right? and the, the the story I'm going to say the story was written terribly. It's Eric Amarola who is the villain who is right. the village right. idiot of this particular and, story and has I'm, the money quote. I, I'm completely with you, Britt. It has nothing to yes. do with the fact that you read Thank that you. on the fly and fucked Thank it up. You. That did That's, not happen. No, it was just no. bad writing by the. Okay, so I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. You <laughs> say something exactly and it's 100 percent wrong. That is, of course, not your fault. No, it's completely whoever the idiot was who wrote this story. <laughs> Speaking of idiots who write stories, Skip Bayless happens to be right about this one. Skip Bayless, one of the more annoying sports personalities, certainly of the past 20 years. Uh, he is on Fox Sports these days, and after really calling out the media and everybody in general for not signing Tim Tebow and then seeing Tim Tebow cut very early in the process from the worst NFL roster in football. Well, Britt, you know he got cut because he's a Christian. That's you know. That would be what Skip Bayless would like for you to believe because that's Skip right. Bayless, I believe, has said during that run more than 10 years ago in Denver, Tim Tebow was one of the best clutch players we've ever seen in NFL right. history. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I think those were – very much his words. Skip Bayless now calling out former Carolina Panther quarterback and current New England Patriot quarterback Cam Newton for his refusal to get vaccinated. He says it's incomprehensible. You jeopardize your chances of keeping your job. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold it, hold it. Now, yeah. is his job starting quarterback for the Patriots anymore? Potentially. that you know They did draft the young man out of Alabama, Mac Jones, who has looked pretty good during training yeah. camp, but there is every indication that Cam Newton has – a better chance. And by the yeah. way, I'm going to say, I think that's a dumb reason, but okay, if that's what it takes for you to get the shot in your arm, go ahead. Because Cam Newton is someone I think who has small children and people who he love it, loves in his life as well. Well, but uh, actually, uh, that's what needs to go on in every workplace in the country. Yeah. You need to have it be known that if you want to keep your job, you're going to have to show up vaccinated. And Cam Newton. They, you know, they should start cutting people. If they if they got rid of Colin Kaepernick, right, for expressing you know, his his freedom of speech, not really. I don't even think he fucking kneeled that time, right? He was sitting on the bench when when he got nailed. It wasn't even a. But any but without going back to those details. But if if you can get cut for that, if your career can end for that, then what should happen to you if you're a spreader? If you're if you're a, a you know, typhoid Cam Newton. And you're spreading disease around the locker room. I cut mm -hmm. him. I'd cut his ass. Right. That's what they need. That and, and by the way, good luck. Go to court. Let's let's see the union uh, defend that. Let's let's see them defend that because there are all other kinds of regulations that they put on NFL players. Mm -hmm. they, they just, you have to make the right weight. You have to make right. You you have to uh, do all kinds of things physical to to uh, be in the NFL. And I consider this to be a physical thing to maintain uh, your your position in the NFL because everyone is working right on top of each other. There's no separation, none, no. zip, nada. And it's irrelevant that they play outside. When you're that close to people, suddenly the, well, outside is safer uh, component uh, fades a lot when you're, when you're on uh, top of people that way. So uh, let me, get rid can, of him. He's done. He's an idiot. I, He's an can idiot. Can I do the bar? I want to do the Barstool Sports hot take on this. Can I do this? <clears throat> yeah, but those women are really happy about getting the right to purport inside the locker room. Now they're going to get sick and die. <laughs>
It's the stupid bar stool sports. Are they that dumb or was it that just no? They're they're fucking ridiculous. (laughs) They are the most aggrieved white male motherfuckers you've seen. Not on Fox News. That 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 crowd, that movement of aggrieved white male sports fans, including that dumbass Clay Travis on Fox Sports, who now is you know doing the Rush Limbaugh show. That those guys, I they make me absolutely sick. I, I can't even believe it's like you have. And now it's like you have to be this to be a sports fan. If you're not, you're just a giant pussy or you're a homosexual. That's essentially what they say. If you believe that black people have been fucked over for a few hundred years in this country and there is systemic racism, if you believe that women have gotten the, the shaft uh, over a number of years, and you're quote unquote woke, that is now a, that's the new pejorative instead of liberal. Woke is like what they just throw at anybody that they hate sure. and it's sticking to. And it's just it, right. that's what these assholes do. You're not a true sports fan unless you're an asshole, aggrieved white guy who wants shit like it was in 1955. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Florida, of course, going through a terrible time right now. 75 doctors from South Florida hospitals staged a symbolic walkout. Of course, they can't truly walk out because of the Hippocratic Oath liability issues, et cetera. But they are trying to create some at least media attention to protest, uh, to protest a surge in unvaccinated COVID-19 patients. So that is what is happening in South Florida. Um, WPTV reporting about 75 doctors from numerous hospitals and offices took part in the protest. And Florida is experiencing the largest COVID-19 outbreak in the nation, as you probably know, Brad, Uh, having reported nearly 150,000 new cases in this Mm -hmm. past week alone. Okay, so so now we have 75 doctors who are trying to distract from Biden's failure in Afghanistan. That's right. Oh, my God. What he won't do, he brings in innocent medical professionals to try to take the innocent the, medical uh, professionals. Oh, my God. And, and, and by the way, um, and we, we haven't talked that much about uh, Afghanistan because it's a, it's a changing story hour to hour you know, on mm-hmm. a podcast. But I, I really think we're into the, uh, you know, uh, mommy, are we there yet? Component by the press in in covering this, uh, a press that that has really no perspective on the job that has been done and is being done by the United States military to do what needs to be done to the best of their ability. Uh, that this is true. No other country could ever attempt. Of course, no other country would get themselves into this shit either. But mm, we'll put that aside for fair a enough. Um. Um. But, you know, if, if, if they've, you know, they're, they're getting a thousand people per hour out of there, that's pretty good. Are they going to get everybody out by the uh, deadline, the rolling deadline or not rolling deadline, depending on whether you think that Joe Biden is giving into the Taliban because they drew a line and he's afraid to go over it. And then when he goes over it and then there's more fighting, he couldn't get us out. He promised he would get, so he's, he's, He's in an impossible situation here, um, but the military, I think, is doing a fantastic job. And uh, I do my, my only optimistic conspiracy theory, and it's thin. It's just weaker than anything, but it's the hopeful conspiracy theory here, which is that these Taliban guys, when they're by themselves, no matter what you see in public, they're going, oh, fuck, <laughs> what we got now? Shit. Holy fuck. What do we do? 
All right. So in public, you know, they're the same thing. If you go past August 31st, that is the end. You will see retaliate. We will not permit that. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, me- meantime, we now have what? Six, 7,000 troops there who could, could probably just beat the shit out of the Taliban if it ended up being that kind of fighting. So they really don't want to do that. But I think what the, my optimistic view is that after talking to the head of the CIA, no matter what was said in the last few days, that they're drawing this line. And then at the last minute, at the last minute, they're going to say, you know, we understand. We're the new Taliban. We're the new Coke. We're the new guy. We are not that old group. We understand humanity. They're going to play that. I think that's an outside possibility that they want to take it to the brink and then at the last minute show what passes for humanity, which remember that would be okay. You have another week to evacuate all of the people who don't want to be fucking caught dead in this piece of shit country, uh, which uh, is of course they, they people should be allowed to leave. People should be allowed to move around the world. People should be allowed to go wherever they want. And I don't think that's going to happen, but that's my, I wish that would happen. I wish that was the game that they're playing, which we can't know about until we get to the end of uh, uh, August. But well, I'm, if any I'm, if anyone wants to really care about what's going on, other than just giving Joe Biden a black eye, the good news is that the rate of evacuations has picked up. I know that's very yeah. difficult if you have someone who's trapped over there, but that is the positive well, uh, but part of the story, and it is happening. Right, but but clearly, no matter how many people, no matter how many people were able to to uh, get out of there. It's, it's certainly not going to be all of the Afghans who want to get out. We know that. And there will be people left behind, and they will be retaliated against. But I think the numbers need to be put in perspective for people who are either too young, or too stupid, or intentionally too blind to uh, understand that the analogy to the final days of Saigon in Vietnam in 1975 are child's play compared to this, because... Uh, in those final days of Saigon, the total number of people, the total number of people who were brought out of there, you ready? Ready? 7,000. 7,000. 7,000. We're now doing that almost yeah. every 24 hours yeah. right now. And uh, there were no airplanes that could uh, get through in Vietnam because the the uh, North Vietnam, they controlled all the airfields, so they had to use helicopters, so it was a different kind of operation. Um but uh, as as the the situation develops and and we'll see how many people have uh, been gotten out, the big fear I think we have to have is that it doesn't matter how many Americans are left who can't get to the airport, can't be reached for whatever reason or trapped in that country, and the deadline comes and goes that they're going to be hostages. They're hostages in that country. And then the question again becomes for the Taliban, well, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with these people? Are you going to are you actually going to immediately charge them with invading Afghanistan and the Taliban Republic of Af- whatever you're calling it and put them on trial and execute them in a stadium for for still being there when you wouldn't let them out of there? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We create the problem. We don't allow the problem to be alleviated. And then we take care of that problem by executing the people who can't, are they going to do that? Or are they going to realize that the uh, only chance they have 
is to uh, not only back down on these kinds of, of completely inhuman, out-of-the-box, crazy perversion of uh, Islam thing that they do, if, that if they don't do that, they're not going to get the kind of international cooperation that uh, is going to be necessary because it's a very poor country that still has a shitty infrastructure. You know, there's, there's not a lot going on still in Afghanistan. There's way more than there was 20 years ago. No doubt about that. I don't think they even had paved roads at all anywhere back then. But, well, and that's, okay. I mean, that's part, again, that's part of the problem for the Taliban is they're trying to get the water on, the power flowing, and all that stuff. And I understand yeah, well, that if they, if they don't and people rise up, they'll just murder them. But still, the people then, have a certain... You know, we, we always say, guess what? They don't care about that. Yeah, See, that's the problem. So the question is, do, how little do they still care? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and we can't be sure of that because all you're hearing, well, there are a lot more media savvy. Now, they, they, they kind of know how to blah, 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 that, that, you know, we hear that side of it. And then at the same time, you know, if uh, if you're out past four o'clock and you're a woman and there's one tenth of one square inch of skin showing off with your hand, yeah. you know, we're still hearing about those kind of stories. So, uh, you know, which is, you know, they're. We- Crazy. We, we've finished uh, we finished with a, a little dessert from Ben Shapiro who is the answer to the question oh, what if Tucker Carlson what if Tucker Carlson fucked a Pez dispenser this is what you would get the brand new hard push for masks and vaccine mandates this week from the White House is a perfectly obvious wag to uh, covid play to distract from the ongoing disaster in Afghanistan so he's on board with that and regarding the walkout in South Florida of those doctors who are trying to drive attention toward people who are unvaccinated, if this is the new standard, the failure to take measures to alleviate your own health problems are punishable by doctors refusing treatment, the extension of this logic to obesity will certainly be something. Uh, and again, Mr. Shapiro is lying because no one has been refused treatment. This was a symbolic walkout by these doctors to um underline the fact that people who listen to Ben Shapiro are stupid and not being vaccinated. So that and, that's uh, a lot. And, and the, the, uh, the stupid line about comparing this to, yeah. uh, if you, uh, uh, reach the point where you refuse to treat people who don't get vaccinated because they yeah. fucked up themselves. Uh, and we do have some doctors who are now saying, I'm, I'm out of here. If you, if you didn't come in here and you're unvaccinated, you go somewhere else, right. uh, to, to compare that to now doctors are not going to treat people who, are uh, suffering uh, all the kinds of maladies you get if you're fat. Hey, if there was a pill, if there was a shot that could uh, have you lose weight in uh, four weeks, you get the second shot after uh, three weeks, and uh, by the fourth week, you'll have lost uh, 80 pounds. If you refused to get that, yeah, then I would say that doctors would be within their right not to treat you. But uh, o- o- obesity, and it's a, it's a little bit more complex than that. And Shapiro's full of shit. For a guy who went to Harvard Law, for yeah. a guy that went to Harvard Law School, his logic and, and uh, analysis abilities uh, sure seem to be wanting, at least as he expresses them on Twitter there. Because those are just plain old weak arguments. And uh, to play the, uh, this is a distraction from Afghanistan, the real issue in America that, uh, and just remember how you hear this 25 different ways from Sunday, depends on what day of the week, what month it is, what year it is, no matter what's going on internationally, the rejoinder will always be 
no matter what is going on in the world, the American people really care about their job, their family, their health, their ability to, to have money, their ability to take the, all the kind of personal things. So in this case, the virus and the coronavirus and what it has done to this country domestically, I'm sorry, Mr. Shapiro, for most people, that really is way more important, as sad as it is for the people of Afghanistan and for Americans that are stuck over there, that's a terrible thing. Visually, it rules on cable news. I get yeah. that. But in terms of what you and I are going to do the rest of the day and what we're going to do tomorrow and what our neighbors who have kids who go to school are trying to figure out right now at this moment, yeah, they really are thinking about that more, Ben. And if you think it's a distraction to talk about um, the, the Pfizer vaccine being approved by the FDA or how long it's going to be until we can get back to what seems to be a semblance of normal, although when there's a football game on TV, then boy, shit, that's the greatest thing in the world. We're, we're yeah. back to normal. And right. but that doesn't count now. So uh, all of America is supposed to put its life on hold collectively. And just think about Afghanistan where, you know what? We have a lot of great people. We have a lot of great people who are paying attention to this and, and working hard on it. And we've got a lot of people throwing spitballs at the administration Sometimes deservedly so, sometimes cheap-shotting it, as we tend to do. We get that. Um, but there will be a moment where this is not a thing anymore. Uh, but we are going to have, no matter what, uh, tens of thousands of new citizens in this country. And uh, many of them are going to be from Afghanistan. And if the right-wing complaint, the nativist uh, Stephen Miller authored version of this, and he's out there too. He is yeah. out there right yeah. now, fucking with his. Okay, that taking what you you've just been talking about to the next level. This is a plot. Remember, Afghanistan and the end of it like this is purposeful, so that as many new Afghan citizens will come here to quote replace us as voters to add to the democratic rolls. Okay. Now, let's pretend for just a second, just a second, that there's even the slightest grain of truth to that, which there isn't. But pretend that there is. Then your argument back, the counter argument is, hey, guess what? If you think that every Afghanistan refugee who's coming here is going to be beholden to Joe Biden for rescuing them, then guess what? It was Donald Trump who said when he ran for president and all through the time that he was there, he was going to end that war. And he never really did. And he missed out on the opportunity to have tens of thousands of Afghan refugees who would come to this country and be beholden to the Republicans and Donald Trump forever for rescuing them. So in closing, shut the fuck up. <laughs>